What's up, I'm not like you. It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Except our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. For those of you that do not follow us on Instagram, you better get on there. But And it is I'm Not Like You podcast. Um, Eileen's been away for two weeks, semi-vacationing, semi-working remotely from Europe like all the fabulous people do. And (laughs) this is our first time talking to each other. I wouldn't let us catch up till we got on this recording. Yes. I know. That's going to be hard for us because we have topics to cover and no one really wants to hear our debrief of my two weeks away and what kind of antics you got up to, what kind of antics I got up to. So, so many, so many antics, but we'll, we'll save those for when we have a chance to debrief. But um, I want to hear all about your vacation as do so many people listening to us. So maybe we'll have to do a Eileen's Guide to Being Fancy and Fabulous in Europe. <laughs> Fancy and Fabulous in France. Fancy and Fabulous. Um, okay. While you were gone, I did so many things. But the thing I want to tell you about in this moment <laughs> is that I saw the Barbie movie. Oh, I'm now, so glad you brought this up. Now, I am going to be either the only person in the United States of America with this opinion Or everyone else is lying. It fucking sucked. Wow. So bad. Okay, so I didn't go because I love Barbie or because I was excited about the movie. I went out of like genuine curiosity as a marketer. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like all you see on LinkedIn right now is like how the marketing campaign for Barbie is going to be studied years from now. Yes. How like freaking incredible it is. And I was like, I got to go. Like they have convinced me that I want a Barbie and I have to go. Yes. The movie is obviously aesthetically pleasing, right? Like anything with Margot Robbie in it. like And Ryan yes. Gosling. He's, He's not that like, exciting yes. to me. Oh. That, no, no. He's not that exciting. Well, I like you. Me. Yeah. Like he looks <laughs> like a Ken doll and I'm not, I'm not trying to get a Ken doll, but they're both <laughs> – and if, and if and if anybody saw her husband, that's like obvious. No, that's like not your style. <laughs> no, and I don't want. I don't need that. Um, and it's very pretty, right? Everything's so 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 pretty. I'm scared to say all the reasons I hated it. It's really dumb, and it also. I, I'm gonna. It, this is a spoiler alert. Eileen's never going to see the Barbie movie. If you feel that you are going to have the movie ruined for you. Now's the time to to fast forward us for 30 seconds. <laughs> Basically, what happens in the movie is that in Barbie lands, you know, Barbies run the world. Everyone's name is Barbie. All the women's are Barbie and they run the world. And Barbie has to leave and go to the real world. And she brings Ken. And when Ken goes with her to the real world, he learns all about the patriarchy. And he prefers... Hold up, hold up, hold up. So... When he learns about the patriarchy, do they actually say, Ken, you haven't learned about the patriarchy, or is this your like translation? To no, his no, experience? no. He he uses the word patriarchy. Okay. Um, he brings it back to Barbie Lands. He comes back to Barbie Lands and he says, The Kens have been the, the Kens have have not lived their best life. I'm gonna bring the patriarchy to Barbie Lands. He brings it to Barbie. 
Wetland, um, where they turn all the Kens into like burping frat brothers. Okay? <laughs> They're wearing like fur coats <laughs> and they have like horses. And they're it's just wild. And then Barbie has to come back to Barbie Land, and the girls, the Barbie girls, have to save Barbie Land from the patriarchy. And then kind of sounds like real life now. Okay, you know, sorry. I understand, but like, what are we doing here? What is happening in this movie? It's just not what I thought this movie was about, and it's a fuck no for me. Nitsan was asleep at one point. I turned around. I'm like, are you sleeping? It was the middle of the day. It was like, yeah, but the movie is good. I'm like, oh, is that what you say about all movies that you fall asleep in? The movie's good. <laughs> um, like Ryan Gosling has like multiple dance scenes, the whole thing. Fuck no for me. Um, <sighs> I actually believe in, you know, the spirit of the movie and teaching children about the importance of Barbie's role in little girls' lives. But this this ain't it for me. So that's a no. That's what you missed. There's way more exciting things to tell you from the two weeks apart but that is the uh, the business update. <laughs> well, this is blowing my mind because, well, I suppose it doesn't blow, blow my mind that you didn't like it. I think if someone asked me, would Esther like the Barbie movie, knowing what little I know of it, I probably would be like, she'd be a fuck no on the Barbie movie. Now, you're right. I won't see it, likely. Although... I did consider to myself yesterday if we've reached a tipping point where I have no choice but to see it because it is so culturally right. relevant right now. I don't watch any movies. I mean, like I probably watch two movies a year. This might have to be one of the two movies because like I think oftentimes TV and movies are social currency, but this is like probably like a next level. And I agree with you actually too from the marketer's perspective. I was having this conversation with some girlfriends yesterday and I said like, the ad geek in me really is like so curious about the case study of like actually more the organic discussion that's happening around Barbie and not necessarily the paid campaign. And of course, paid is driving organic and vice versa. But like that to me is so interesting is that like everyone is talking about it. And so yeah, like this, if you look at the numbers though, there would be no organic without the paid. They spent totally. almost equal in production as they did on their marketing budget. It's something in a hundred, it was like 120 million on production, 120 million on their marketing campaign. Like that's an astronomical yeah. um, amount of money. Uh, one that you don't necessarily see coming out of studios anymore. That's true. That's very so, true. You know, well, I don't know. I mean, conceptually, it is like right up my alley. Um, so again, between that and the cultural resonance, it, it might be a fuck yes for me. I also am really liking the Greta Gerwig story that's happening yeah. right now. And this idea that like, um, I posted actually something on our Instagram I basically saw. right after we published the episode on why don't we know our value. And she talked about she, who's one of like the hottest directors in Hollywood, talked about not knowing how to negotiate her salary. So I thought that that was particularly re relevant. And also she said something recently that I did think that would be interesting to talk about um, that everybody is reposting. Um, I saw it somewhere this morning and now I really want to find it. I'm not going to be able to find it, but it was basically talking about this, her perspective on women um, and, and, our place in the world. And it was just so like, 
I don't know. She's definitely shaking things up in a way that I'm, I'm very fuck yes about. So maybe more to come on this subject, but maybe right. like movie we'll itself. revisit. I just, that's just not what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting like a movie about the patriarchy yeah. as Barbie. <laughs> and also in this, and maybe I'm missing the point and I don't want everyone to say me a hate letter, but in the same way that like, I get really upset when people say to my kids, like boys will be boys. Like the way that they represented the bringing back of the patriarchy was a way that like felt to Barbie lands, not to the world. <laughs> like the whole thing, it felt so like over the top gimmicky, but in a yucky way. So I might stand alone me against Barbie. Uh, fuck no for me. Okay. Back to, I'm not like you. I know. I really wanted to find this, but I'm not going to be able to. You'll have to put it in the show notes since you've taught us all about them. So like I'm holding my little mic today. I had a technical difficulty. If you're watching this on video, here's my dainty little mic. I'm like, Tinks. It's very Um, Tinks of you. Wait, we should talk quickly about your nails because I feel like they're really cute. Oh, you know what? Oh, I like that So unlike me, I got a plain color today. Well, a few days ago. Uh, because I'll do mine quickly while we're this is actually mine are more Ooh. like you than yeah chrome I love that yours I was in a rush I wasn't inspired even though I'm gonna see you this week I I felt I had to bring my nail game but you know this is the best we could do today it's like a mint green I like it actually thanks um all right so what I wanted to talk about today another I'm not like you moment inspired by your <laughs> vacation but also one of our favorite um media outlets for for articles that we tend to cover on I'm Not Like You is The Cut. And The Cut had an article that came out July 28th called What is Vacation When You Have Young Kids? (laughs) And yesterday, Eileen calls me when she got home. We spoke for maybe, I don't know, three minutes because I had guests over. She's getting her life together. And I said, did you have fun? And she goes, yeah, I had a great time. And I was like, wait, can anyone hear me? <laughs> she was like, no. And I'm like, wait, really? Really? You have fun? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, we had a great time. I'm like, okay, goodbye. Who says that about a two-week vacation with their child in another country? So this article I read, very timely, was all about how this woman, her name is Emil Niazi, and she is a cock columnist who covers the intersection of work and motherhood, talks about how like vacationing with your children, like there's really no such thing. It's just parenting in a different location. So I have plenty to say on this, but since you are freshly back from vacation within 24 hours, and since you lied yesterday and said you had a great time, <laughs> why don't you tell us a bit about how that might be possible to She's- enjoy vacation with your children? So I read the article because you sent it to me so that I could be prepared for the conversation. And she says, quote, parent, it's that travel or vacation is parenting with scenery uh, when you travel with children. And I thought that that was very funny. Um, Okay. So this is funny because I specifically remember a girlfriend um, who we actually both used to work with um, back in the day say to me when she had her first child that. Um, she learned on that vacation that it was no longer a vacation when you went with children. It was now a trip. <laughs> and I feel like I've actually That's repeated right. that to people so many times since because I thought it was so funny. Look, you know, were there moments where like I wanted peace and quiet and to be on a lounge chair with some rosé in a book? Fuck yes. But like, let's break it down for a second. I have one child. So 
it's very easy for me to have the perspective of like ease. He's also when, a jet setter. Well, and now he's my second baby. point right. is like, he's been traveling since he was like probably eight weeks old. So like this kid can get through an airport faster than most adults that I know, honestly. And he knows what to do and where to go. And like, we also travel with like status. We travel with like every easy, fast access you can get. So like, there's not a lot of hardship in it. I will tell you that on our way home, it was a 20 hour, like door to door. That was like a little challenging. Um, But like for the most part, like he's really good and he's really easy. He's actually very funny. This sounds so snobby, but I'm just going to say it because it's funny. He like loves the airport lounges. So like when you go to (laughs) the airport and you have like, you know, you go to the um, Admiral's club or like the flagship lounge or whatever it is. Like he loves them and he like, he like rates them. He'll be like, I like this lounge. I don't (laughs) like, like he knows where his favorite lounges are. That's a little disturbing because he's five, but like, but I guess my point is like, he doesn't even have a kid's menu. He understands like the concept of a time zone as much as a five-year-old could understand the concept of a time zone. Like he's just built for it. And so we've kind of conditioned him to understand how to travel and how to travel the way that we want to travel. And so I feel very lucky in this way that like, I can say it was great because sure there's times where it's a pain in the ass, but for the most part, like I actually would still say it was a vacation. Hmm. Wow. I know. What a vibe. (laughs) All right. Well, I would say I don't take vacations with my children. That doesn't mean we don't go on trips. We do go on trips, (laughs) mostly to Florida to visit grandparents or to my other least favorite place on earth, Disney. Ugh. Ugh. Disgusting. Um, Could I actually say something about that point though? Yes. Okay. So the article also talks about the ease of travel when you do things like go to all-inclusives. That's a fuck no. Disney for me, a fuck no. I'm going to places that I want to go to. So qualifying all of my like joy and fairy dust by saying like, I'm not doing the like family friendly like stuff. Like I'm going places that I want to go. So maybe that also is a helpful. Well, that's a good. So I do have a trip planned in October with my daughter. Mm. She and I are going to Paris for her 10th birthday my birthday, even though it's not a big one, but I'm actually, let, let's just touch on this for a moment. It's not for my birthday at all. Sienna's born October 17th. Renee, everyone knows who she is, but if you're just tuning in, she <laughs> <laughs> was one of my first bosses, one of my greatest mentors, a great friend, kind of like the mother I picked. She is a milestone birthday and her birthday is October 13th. So Renee was like, for my birthday and Sienna's birthday, let's go to Paris. Okay, bitches. Well, it's also my birthday. <laughs> my birthday is October 19th, which is the day we're flying to Paris. I'll just be on a plane eating like soggy bread that comes in a bag, but no problem. Um, so we're going to Paris. And Nissan keeps saying to me, like, are you excited? Um, and like this goes back to vacationing with your children. I don't know. Am I excited? I'll report back after. You know, Sienna's older now. She can hang. She could probably figure out how to live a little jet lagged. But that does not sound like a vacation to me. It does not sound like a vacation 
when I have to be responsible for someone and I have to go to bed because someone's falling asleep at the table or I want to go to a vineyard, but I have a 10-year-old with me. Like that's on a vacation. That is a trip that I'm doing to commemorate Sienna and Renee's big birthday. And I'm sure it's going to be fabulous and fun and I'm going to buy a ton of shit and I'll come home and be happy, but that's not a vacation. <laughs> well, Maybe I'll change my mind. I think you should – I think if you go into the trip with that perspective, that is what will you will come out of the trip with. So I think you should have an open mind that she's older. This is a place you haven't traveled to together yet. And like lots of cool things could potentially come out of it that you're not necessarily planning for that you haven't experienced yet. No, for real. Seriously. I said fine. fine. I said fine after I did. <laughs> your the thoughts other- create your reality. Remember that? Okay. <laughs> the other thing I don't know that we have mentioned in a long time is that both my youngest child and your son are the same age. Yes. And they are not um, – Remy is not a jet setter. He has only been – I'm trying to think if this is a correct statement. He's only been to Florida multiple times, many, many times, but only back and forth to Florida. And I can't even say in my defense because I was going to say most of his life he's lived through a pandemic, but so is Grayson. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I owe him a chance. But he would not be as resilient as Grayson. That I can tell you for sure. Well, I think that like to your point around having to go to bed earlier when you were talking about Sienna, like we just take Grayson out and he was out with us. It was actually the first time. And then I felt a little guilty, to be honest. He was out past midnight, (laughs) two nights in a row. And I was like, "Mm." Like he literally fell asleep at the table. I mean, that's not like the best parenting ever, but like if I did it often, then, you know, maybe I would have to think twice, but like we never ever do things like that. But there's like special occasions, right? Where like, again, like I think the more that you have them live around, like revolve around your schedule versus revolving around theirs, the more adaptive they get. And maybe it's painful in the beginning when you're teaching him, but kids are very resilient. So I actually think that you can train him to be this, you know, jet setter, if that's what you want. All right. Well, what other tips do you have for us mothers out there who are not yet accepting <laughs> vacationing with our children? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, like, it's funny because that article talks a lot about, like, the games she packed and not having enough wipes and diapers and, like, I don't know. Again, like maybe my perspective is short-sighted because I have one child and he's relatively well-behaved and maybe there's lots of mothers listening to this right now are like, oh, fuck off, Eileen. <laughs> Get off your high horse out of your ivory tower on this one. But um, I kind of think it's the same as like what you're suggesting with like going into Paris with this perspective that like it's going to be this way. Like I don't go into trips thinking, oh, he's going to be miserable. Oh, it's going to be impossible to get the time change right. Oh, like it's going to suck when we get home this morning. He was up at 3 a.m. Like, right? Like there are aspects of it that are hard, but like you just get over it and just move on and like just focus on the stuff that's good and like seeing his little face and the joy as he was frolicking in the, you know, Mediterranean Sea, right? Like that stuff is like, this is also like a thing that you probably only admit in small circles and now I'm admitting it to the full I'm not like you audience. The reason we took him to France, we were actually going to leave him. So my family, uh, my husband's family is in the UK. And so 
we oftentimes will go to France when we go to the UK during the summer. Um, and, and usually we do leave him and go on our own. I don't know if I told you this actually. Because no, we haven't <laughs> spoken. No, this was a while ago. We were trying to decide whether or not we wanted to take him. And I told him, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I told oh, you did him, tell me this actually. You yeah. Tell him, say, I, say. <laughs> it's very funny. I told him that we were going to be going to France, Simon and I were going to be going to France, and that he was going to stay with his grandparents. And he goes, but mom, I never get to come to France. He's so cute. And I was like, oh my God, like literally is this the world in which I'm raising my child? That like this is like his reality? And yes, I guess that is the reality he's living in, but that's why we decided to take him because he wanted to come genuinely so we like watched a youtube video on like you know kids guide to france and like taught him a couple of french words which he kind of used didn't really use but like i think you know giving him a level of appreciation for it and understanding expectation of like that world and also like for me having a husband who's british like that was his childhood growing up right he'd go to france he'd go to spain he'd go to greece and like living in America, it's very different. People don't necessarily travel to Europe as often. So it's important to me that he get to spend time while we have time with that side of the family and also like exploring the sorts of holidays that my husband did growing up. But um, the article also says, um, if we travel with our children, it gives them a chance to be pushed out of their comfort zones and it stretches the boundaries of their world. And I do think that's important. Like, I'm joking about like my pretentious child, but like to an extent, I appreciate that he understands like the value of an experience like that, even like the smallest extent, right? That he gets it and that he can sit at a restaurant and doesn't eat a child's menu. And like, I am constantly trying to give him like a bigger, more global perspective of the world because I think it's important. I think it makes children more compassionate. I think it makes them more understanding. It builds resilience. So, um, you know, as painful as it can be for us, I do think that all of those things will create more well-rounded humans um, when they enter society on their own. I love that. Well, I'm not quite there yet and I will not be <laughs> spending my hard-earned money taking my children <laughs> to Europe. I will be going there by myself. That's what mother-in-laws are for, to come here. Yes. Love you, Randy, um, <laughs> to come here and watch my children while I leave. Well, and because you did not because you did that, but also it is wonderful when we're there. We do have help um, right. in England with my husband's family and love you, Mimi, who also <laughs> is a listener um, and pops and Kiki, um, who actually all got little I'm not like you stickers when I was oh, just there. So I'm not like you is officially global. Branded so, you know. merch, branded merch. Yeah, yes. For now, I'm not taking my children to Europe. Maybe, well, I'm taking Sienna, but we'll see how, how many. <laughs> Sienna has been to Israel. Jamaica. Oh. Oh. She's going to France. Sienna's been a little bit of a, a traveler. Remy is not. He, so there he's you not go. There yet. But maybe when we get Remy and Grayson together this <laughs> summer, Grayson can give him a pep talk on how to not be a pain in the ass. Until then, <laughs> we will link this article in the show notes. Really curious to hear how other mothers deal with vacationing. I know a lot of people out here that I'm friends with do go the all-inclusive route. That's not for me either. So again, I'd rather... This is my this is my two cents. I would rather not take them away until they're older and I feel like 
I can enjoy that experience. Yeah. And I'd rather just continue taking them to like kids places, like taking them to visit Florida, taking them to Orlando, taking them Which to places like that. You you definitely do better. Like you're constantly telling me, oh, I'm going to the fucking monster truck. I'm going right. to the Lego shit. I'm go- like, I don't do any of that. Like that. Right. So like, if I'm going to spend money on them, I'd rather it be like true kids things. Yeah. And I want to spend money to vacation on me. And that's my POV for now. And we know Eileen. So hit us up with yours. Curious to get some tidbits and sound bites from other moms. She also in the article talked about the playlists with like Frozen. Like, no. I'm not doing no. No. Nope. That's a great no. Fuck no for both of us. Well there. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. Happy Friday, everyone. Have a great weekend. I hope you are not vacationing this weekend with your children. Uh, (laughs) And we will see you next week for another episode. See you next week. Bye.